Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on July 24, July 24, 2019. Uh, you know what? Adam W. Gordon from Candidate ID was supposed to come here uh, and pitch his uh, you know, opportunity to invest in his company, uh, but he didn't show up. Maybe he uh, filled everything up. Uh, there's nothing left to sell, and he didn't tell me. He just paid me, and then, <laughs> okay, I don't care, right? So, you know, the guest has to leave a little early, so I won't do an intro. Adam's not going to do his shtick. Uh, we'll just go straight to the guest. So, recording of Jerry. Jerry seems to have quit the show, but I'm pretty well. I hate to tell you that. I know he's got a lot of fans. But recording of Jerry. What show is that? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Recording of Jerry. And I'd like to thank my sponsors as well. PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. No heavy breathing while I'm talking about the sponsors, please. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. Now, I am going to get these ads done early in the show today. I mean, it's not fair to those sponsors. I get so wrapped up with my exciting guests that, you know, they're an afterthought. They're, actually, they're not an afterthought. I just I just feel uh, I don't want to interrupt anybody. And then I get all the callers, they get mad whenever I do that. So anyway, uh, i got a lot of time today. I'll get everything done. The guest today is a guy, his Twitter name is at David Stephen P, but I'm going to spell it. Stephen is S-T-P-H-E-N, and I think he calls himself Stefan, okay? He's got a fancy hairdo like uh, an alt-right guy. Not that he is alt-right, but that's where I've seen it before. And uh, maybe I have to edit that out now. It's bad publicity. Uh, But at David Stephen P. He's a nice guy, I think. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, and, And hold on. This is, you're, you're, he's here today, uh, and, and let's just get right. Let's just get right to it. You say in your headline on uh, LinkedIn, "I recruit SAP rock stars and train rock star recruiters." Everybody knows that we've been hammered with articles for the last year. Rock star is not a word for women. Rock star alienates women. Why, David Stephen Patterson, David Stefan Patterson, are you going crazy with this word rock star? Let's start off there. Because <laughs> I think it's a bullshit argument. To be honest with you, I think I think I think it's dumb. Uh, Talk louder. Here, here's get talking to the okay, phone. Can you hear me? Talking okay, to the got, phone. Guy, how, how about now? Is it better? Well, just go ahead. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, I think it's a BS argument to be candid with you. Uh, I think people get outraged or you know they get offended over you know this or that or all these little things. Uh, so, candidly, it's 
depends on your industry, obviously, but if you're looking for sales reps and software sales and there's a woman who doesn't want to apply because it says Rockstar, then she's probably not going to be a Rockstar salesperson, right? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, what about Ninja? So, hey, so what about Ninja? What about Ninja? Uh, I don't use Ninja, so <laughs> I can't okay, speak to that. Yeah, but what, okay, yeah, but, uh, it doesn't think, matter, you whatever. Think, are you saying – are you dismissing this whole yeah. argument that there's – women are very sensitive? Because, like, the, the list of words is, is growing all the time, and it's, it's quite amazing. Analytic, uh, deliberate, anything kind of that suggests agency. Uh, they say women don't like it, right? So or it turns them off. Or if they say women are not against being a rock star themselves, mm-hmm. but – they know from experience that if the employer is talking about rock stars, it's a, a bro culture. They're not going to, you know, really respect women there. Is that a is that like uh, that dog whistle? If you use rock star, uh, we don't want you. So you're saying that's not true. Uh, I think I think that uh, it's nitpicking. I think it's a form of soft bigotry to think that that uh, an entire class of people will be offended. By a, a term, right? A commonplace like, term. Are, a commonplace yeah, term. Hey, animal, animal. I'm offended by the conversation. I mean, let's talk about two rock stars. Let's talk about Janice Joplin, and let's talk yeah. about Amy Miller. I mean, <laughs> great rock stars right there, and I don't see women being intimidated whatsoever in this industry. In okay, fact, here, we, got it from, uh, the, we got it from the, the mouth of uh, our, our Oracle, uh, our, our, our representative on the show. Okay, we're going to success tips. We spent enough time on rock stars. When did you go to bed last <laughs> okay. night? When did you go to bed last night? I was bed night? at 9.30. Is that your regular yeah. time? When did you get up? Uh, typically. Uh, get up at 4.30, 4.30, well, 4.30, Okay, 4:30. Now, you, why do you get up that early? You're a muscle man. Do you work out at 4.30 in the morning? Is that your trick? No, I typically work out uh, at night, but I like to uh, be productive, meditate, do some breathing exercises, that sort of thing. You know, okay, get okay. And, and, you, and you have to get up at 4.30 to do that? Uh, yeah, I don't need to, but I like to. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, I don't. I fast until noon. Okay, so you're an intermittent faster, okay? I am. And you, I, oh, you, I you already told you. us you work out. Okay, were you always uh, uh, a big muscular person like you are now, or did was that purely from working out and development? Working out and development. I'm a fairly small guy naturally. You're skinny, a skinny. Uh, a I was, toothpick. yeah, and, and not, not anymore, not anymore. But yeah, when I was in, I was in high school. I was, a, I was a, a pretty typical nerd. Okay. Okay, you yeah. said you yeah. tweeted with you tweeted with a solid mm-hmm. offer and 10 to 12 pieces of content and a few hundred bucks, a solid offer, 10 pieces of content and a few hundred dollars, you can look like the biggest recruiter in your niche in less than 30 days. Imagine, you say, these are your words, in every single decision maker Every every single decision maker in your niche thinks of your name when they think of recruitment. You want to explain that? I mean, uh, and you know what? I got to tell you something. I listened to your video, your pitch. Okay, it's like a lot of these pitches I I listen to or I start listening to from Facebook. I'm going to be blunt. It was 
long. You could tell me right away. You say, look, set aside an hour and 20 minutes to listen to me. And I don't think it has to be that long. I would not have listened all the way through if you weren't coming on the show on Wednesday. Okay? What's going on? Tell us, why is it so long? Mm -hmm. I don't want your answer to this question to be that long. I want you to cut it down, okay? So why are they so long? Because I love to hear myself talk and how I talk, right? That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's my personality. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't hide my personality, and I am who I am. And I will tell you this, uh, animal, I am not for everybody, but I am for some, right? So I don't want to be attracted to everybody. I want to be attracted to the people that like who I am and like what I'm about, right? So uh, yeah. I, my biggest thing I preach is don't be polarizing and don't be vanilla. So it's, it is, it's, uh, it's how I hey, Hold on. You just said two contrary right. things. Don't be vanilla and don't be polarizing. That means middle no, of the no, road. No. And that's, no, I said, I said well, do be polarizing. Sorry. I said be polarizing. Don't be vanilla. Okay, be polarizing. Okay. Exactly. Uh, why? Exactly. Why be should yourself. you be polarizing? Why should you be polarizing? Well, don't be polarizing just to be polarizing, but don't be afraid to inject some of your some, some stink onto your marketing, right? Or in other words, to your personality, right? Put your personality into what you do. Well, give us an example uh, of, of you know, uh, no, no, you use you use right? the word polarizing. So obviously mm-hmm. yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. don't mind if don't and you and you said I'm only for some people, not for everybody. So you sure. are you're telling us don't be afraid of turning some people off. Give us an example. Is Rockstar an example? If you if you're so sensitive you can't stand the word Rockstar, I'm not for you. This company's not for you. Buzz off. Is that the example or do you have other examples? No, it's actually a great example. Okay. But give us another Very good example. example. Yeah. I gave I brought that one. You come up with one. <laughs> Okay, sure, sure. So it could be it could be sort of the example of uh, well, here's actually a very good one: Facebook, right? A lot of people don't like uh, or don't believe that you should be on Facebook as a recruiter. That's very it's not effective. I think it's very effective, and so that is is one area. And of course, there are many others, but that's for example one area, okay. right? Or, that's an idea, but that's not a style. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an idea. Uh, but we're talking about the presentation of the idea. Okay, well here, so okay, you're not referring one, to the you're not referring. You're just saying I'm long-winded. If you don't like long-winded people, you're not going to like me. Is there any mm-hmm. other uh, uh, stylistic thing that like people don't like it? I shout on the show. Oh, sure, I say, well, no. you know sure. what? This show's sure, not for you. Things, don't right. listen, okay? <laughs> There's a million other shows. So okay, what, here, here, here's any? a great here's a great example. Uh, so yeah. I wrote an article on LinkedIn. Uh, what uh, it was what Beyonce and Jay Z have to say about your candidate problems. Now, for that one, I was using them as a point to make to uh, my potential clients on the recruiting side, um, uh, uh, using Beyonce and Jay-Z uh, as, as kind of like an examples of what's wrong with the recruitment process. Now, a lot of people didn't like the fact that I used Beyonce and Jay-Z in an Why? They were offended by that. Well, because, Why? I don't know. They just they don't they, – they're, they're crazy. They don't like you them. don't want they the nuts. They're... You don't want the crazy well, exactly. people. You're right. But, you're so well, that is, a lot of recruiters are afraid to are afraid to use examples like that, right? I like Beyonce and Jay Z, so I'll use I them don't, as an I don't like Beyonce. Then, okay, I, she is so boring, okay. it's unbelievable. I can't understand <laughs> this whole thing with her. Okay, but go here, ahead. Here's the thing: it is, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that if I if I like them, I use them in an article. And if you don't like it, then I'm not for you, right? And okay. it's just an example of being putting your own personality 
into your content, and okay. it will come across I wish, your clients. I wish it was a better example, but you're telling me something I can't believe, that that actually made you stand out and offend some people using Beyonce. It, i got to find that article. I mean, yeah, go look okay. at the comments. Okay, I mean, what did you some, use one of those some. pictures where she shows off her rear end or something like that? I mean, she likes that. Maybe that, maybe that people thought it wasn't appropriate. Some people okay. don't like it. I don't know. That's the only thing I like. That's the only thing I like. Okay, now, uh, (laughs) there I am, sexist. Okay, Uh, like, I'm not supposed to. Okay, like, with a solid offer, 10 pieces of content Mm -hmm. and a few hundred bucks. Let's come back to that, okay? I hope we get through this one. For the during the show, how can you become the number one or one of the high-profile recruiters in your niche in a month with that? A solid offer, 10 pieces sure. of content, and a few hundred bucks. Go ahead, shoot. Sure. Well, obviously that's a little bit hyper, hyperbolic, but the essence of what it is is very true. If you are willing to use a few hundred bucks for Facebook advertising or even LinkedIn advertising and put some solid piece of content out there behind a, an actual real offer that speaks to the pain of the client that you serve. Okay, are you, hold on. You I thought when you app, said solid oh, offer, wait, when you said solid offer, I thought you meant you'd already made a placement you were going to brag about. You mean a solid no, no, order. no, 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 no. no. You mean a solid order? No, 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 no. no, no. I mean, I mean uh, an off, I mean uh, a service offering. So, for example, most recruiters, what do they sell? They sell, hey, I'll fill your position for X percent, and everybody's kind of selling the same thing. So, if you could make an offer, it's a fairly unique offer that speaks to the pains of your of your, the clients in your industry, right? Your unique clients in your unique industry. Example, um, example. You, I don't know what you're talking about. Example. Okay, so for example, right? If uh, instead of just placing a candidate, uh, we could do we could do a full market map. We can work with you on your employer value proposition. We can help train you and your managers on interviewing, developing test drive interviews, developing scorecarding. We can help with onboarding. We can help with let's say retention. We can offer a longer guarantee. Those are a lot of things you can add to an offer as opposed to hey. I'll fill this position faster than the other guy because every recruiter can say that, right? So, uh, for, so I want folks to actually make uh, a real bona fide offer that's different than what everybody else has. Otherwise, you're just a commodity. Okay, recruiter. and so, but here's something you're saying: you're saying that clients, they're not just looking for someone who can find them people. They want all these other services like onboarding assistance and retention assistance and. Uh, I don't know what you said, industry mapping or, or whatever. They want they want those things. Some do, some don't, right? And or some or some need it but aren't aware that they need it. And that's that's where the where the big opportunity is. Uh, for example, if if you have um, for, for for example, we all know that uh, a lot of clients have this misconception that they give a job to five recruiters, they get five times the coverage. That's like an average example, right? There's a lot of misconceptions about how to work with recruiters. That recruiters kind of let them buy in. Wait a second, so stop that one. Can, that's one. Uh, that's something you you talk about that again and again. So let's say yeah. if there's five. See, here's your here's his beef. I'm sorry, uh, the guy spent an hour and twenty minutes talking about it. I feel I have a right mm-hmm. to reiterate it myself. Okay, he says. That this is what's wrong. You correct me, Dave. Uh, this is what's wrong with. Uh, I have a lot of respect for you. Don't don't think I'm putting you down. Anyway, no, no, fair so, 
<laughs> Here's what he I says is too, wrong man. with contingent searches. Here's too, what he says is wrong. He says they give it out, the, the employer gives it out to five recruiters, the same search. They have to scramble to get somebody in there faster than anybody else. So what they're doing is just a, a cursory search of the same LinkedIn database as everybody else, whereas a retained uh, recruiter has a, a lot more time to dig deeper and uh, really even when they find more people and then look more deeply into screening the candidates as well. Is that your argument between contingent and retained recruiting? That's a simplified version, but, but yes, in essence. And what what, what did I miss? What well. did I miss? What did I miss? Well, oh gosh, there's a there's a ton. I mean, again, that again, in essence, you are 100 percent right, right? But again, for example, you know, average contingency recruiters are typically not going to offer, let's say, maybe an extended guarantee, or offer some additional training to the managers, or offer you know onboarding training, or you know, maybe what kind work of training on, to the managers? Or, what training? What training to the managers? Uh, and oh, so every every so recruiter a, I ever heard one, of offers a guarantee. Okay, so what kind of training for the managers, first of all? Yeah, actually, well, here, well, here's a big one. So for uh, for a lot of managers, um, and I actually got this. Uh, Jeff Hyman talks about it in his book, and I, I and I love the way he talks about it. Uh, working interviews, right? Managers don't don't provide working interviews to their candidates, and oftentimes they'll hire a candidate that walked the water in the interview, and then a month later they're like, man, where is that guy that I interviewed? He's not there, right? Uh, so uh, many managers don't know how to do working interviews, don't know how to implement them. So I can help them because I've done this before. I can help my clients implement them. So that's like one example, right? And so how do you do that? Examples. No, no, I want to know. How do you, what do you say? Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write the interview for you. I'm going to give you a, a list of questions and what you should be looking for. Is that what you say? I, I've never – I always figure they know better than me. Uh, you're saying they don't. Is that, is that right? No, I'm saying that there are things they can do that they're not aware of. No, no, I want to know that this is not let's get targeted. First of all, what book? Yeah, what yeah, book so, was well, that? Well, give me an example. Blah, 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 blah. What book? What book? <laughs> I, I, uh, I can recruit, barely hear yeah, you. Um, uh, Jeff Hyman wrote a book called Recruit Rockstars. Oh, that's Jim, the one sure you had. A, yeah, he had yeah, a yeah. mail. He wanted to mail it to me. I don't want a hard copy book. I, 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 otherwise, I, it was free. I would have taken it, but yeah, I, I didn't want a hard copy book. I don't, I don't get that. Uh, lots but of people are doing that. Question. I don't understand. But back to your, well, back to your question. Though. You asked me, give me an example of a working interview. So, for example, in my industry in SAP, uh, if they're hiring, let's say, I don't know, an SAP FICO analyst, I tell them to uh, give them um, like, like a business issue or business requirement unique to their, their, their company, set the, the candidate down in a conference room on a sandbox environment, let them, let them work through the problem creatively, see if they call some of the business users, see what kind of questions they ask, see how they creatively solve the problem, and do that in a sandbox environment. Now, they may not get it right, but you can at least see their, their problem-solving ability, uh, their communication skills with the, the business users, their technical ability. So it's those sorts of things that I think a lot of managers don't want to do because they feel it's a pain in the ass to have to do that because it does take some time. But the rewards are immense, especially if you avoid a potential mishire. So for me, I want to be able to show that, hey, here's, here's a sample work and you can use in your own environment that they may not be doing right now. Right? And so, that's, so do you again, actually say, the, do you say to the client, do you say to the client, look, if you don't, you do a, a follow my, my – uh, my routine, my method of interviewing candidates, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to work with you because uh, you're not going to pick the right person. It's not going to work out. Do you insist no. that they use your, your format? No, well, of course not. 
Okay. Because I always assume I know you're you're a specialist in SAP, so I assume mm-hmm. you know a lot about it. But I, I always assume that technically the hiring managers know way more than me, and they're in a better position to know which questions to ask. Am I wrong about that? Do you actually know better questions to ask than the people you're working for? Not the technical questions. No, let them ask the technical questions, but I can at least help them structure the interview right, uh, a different way to help give them better results. I'm not going to go ask, tell them what technical questions to ask, how to, how to you know, write a, a data cluster. And I, get, I don't know those things, and I'm not going to pretend that I'm a developer. right? Uh, but I can get, help give them some structure that they may not have now. And now, again, how do you – now, you say – now, well, let's go time. back. Hold on. Uh, I just want to finish this thing before the show's over yeah. and get some ads in as well. This is one question. Okay, so with a solid mm-hmm. offer. So now you've got uh, your, your – uh, Proposal, you've got. How do you deliver mm-hmm. that? Is in in a, in a Facebook ad? Is that what you're saying, or or do you do you leave a voicemail saying this is what I'm going to do to you that a contingent recruiter is that your current recruiters are not doing for you? How do you because de- it's a whole bunch of stuff. You listed you listed five items yeah. at least. You know retention, uh, uh, some mapping, uh, interview, uh, onboarding. Okay, how do you get all that out to them that you have something to offer that nobody else does or few people do? Two ways. Uh, well, in terms of the act- actually presenting the offer in an actual sales call itself, right, when you're doing the intake on the job board. But before that, and that's what I mean by in terms of content, having 10 to 12 pieces of good content out there, most, most recruiters kind of put out very generic or vanilla, you know, seven top interview mistakes, blah, 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 that no one ever reads, right? So for me, I want to put out content that specifically speaks to some of the gaps that they have in the process that's affecting their own careers, their own leadership careers, right? Uh, and, I, and I want to speak to specific pains that they may be going through as leaders. I want it. Okay, I want hold to on a second. Are those just in, I mean like I, I looked? I look, I looked completely through your, your your Twitter today, and really, yeah. most of it is just you're curating. You know, business articles from you know uh, what you use a service uh, that gives it. I can't remember oh, what it's called. Oh yeah, I don't. I hate. To, I'm not. I, I've only really started posting on Twitter. I don't use Twitter at all. Very rarely. That's not I true. I, you've been used. I went back six months. No, no, and no, no, I, no, yeah, no. I pulled, yeah, I pulled but, out but a lot of stuff. No. Yeah, so if anybody listening to this, go for a look at it. I've been posting on Twitter recently, pretty steadily the last like probably month, month and a half, using like Buffer basically. I'm not a Twitter uh-huh. guy at all. Very rarely on there. So if you want, so where if you where want are to these the postings? Content, where are these postings going up on LinkedIn? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. No, I so both on LinkedIn is a great place to look. Secondly, is going to be on my Facebook SAP Recruiter business page, not my coaching page, but the uh, just look up the SAP Recruiter on Facebook, uh-huh. and you'll see yeah. tons of content on there. That's in essence, and that's what I use as a vehicle, kind of as a platform to push content out to my audience. So that's what I mean by the, if you want to look at the type of content I write, that's a really good example. Looking at Twitter, I just put some stuff in Buffer. Let that go because candidly, I'm never on Twitter. I don't like it. It's too political. It's too too much outrage stuff, so I'm never on there. Well, you do have some opinions because I posted them in my Facebook group and people were disagreeing with you. Okay, you had a little tip oh, yeah, with yeah. Amy about about backdoor. We'll get to it if we have time. Backdoor references. I like them too. Yeah, I love that backdoor. I, man. I think that they're great. Funny. Okay, that was pretty funny actually. Okay. Okay. So so now we understand uh-huh. something. Okay. So sure. Your, Animal. Uh, Yes. Hey, this is Michael. Just uh, as as a, hey, an up, additional Michael? point, an additional point to what uh, he's doing 
internally, I have a recruiter whenever, whenever he is assigned another company to, to recruit sales executives for. One of the things that he does is he has a packaged training, and it's literally just in a two-page PDF, and, and it, it shows hiring managers, the sales managers, how to network and connect with targeted uh, candidates on LinkedIn. And these, these uh, presidents, VPs of sales, they eat this stuff up. And, and, and the advantage that he has is they, it, it basically builds clout for him in this corporate recruiting environment. So it's just a, a peripheral offering his, that really Doesn't helps. that erode his own business? If he's telling them how to find the candidates themselves, is that that's, helping that's him? That's just one example, and on the inside, no, it really doesn't because he, he's a corporate recruiter. But on oh, the right. outside, okay. it doesn't have to be, let me show you how to do my job. It's just what I, what I think I'm hearing is it's just a peripheral offering that – you know, it's just a little bit different, and it helps grease the skids to get to okay. that, that signed uh, contract. Okay, welcome back, Michael G. Cox. We could have used you last week. The, the guest said he showed up at, the, at 12. He says, I have to leave at 1230. I have somebody else to talk to. <laughs> Luckily, Kathy and, and Alan were here and, and uh, Kendra. All right. Okay, okay. But I won't pay you oh, for last and, week, okay? And, and if I'll follow Michael's Mike. comment, I mean, by Dave. the way. Oh, yeah, so to follow up on Michael's comment, by the way, as far as you know, helping to educate you know, my, my prospects and clients or whatnot, so my, my central thesis or my central concept that I really sell everything on is that um, I try to sell transformation, meaning uh, my, my clients, like the directors, VPs, et cetera, uh, their success is, is almost 100% determined by the, by the team they have, and they're not really given the tools to hire effectively, right? Many of them are, you know, do it ad hoc. They use the gut. They're not very good at it. So for me, I want to make sure that I, I make them aware and I tie that, look, your career success really hinges on the quality of hire that you make, and it hinges on the quality of recruiter that you use, right? So don't just throw it out to a bunch of recruiters that may be in your, your, your recruiter inbox folder, right? You know, vet, you know, really seriously vet them. Seriously vet the candidates. I mean, make, make sure you, you get the right people because without okay, that, let me ask your you a question. But, uh, uh, I told you no hour and 20 speech, uh, 20 hour speeches here, okay? I'm going to quote <laughs> That's like you. 23 seconds. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You sorry. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. you said, you said, people hate to be sold but love to buy. And I'm going to uh, yep. edit your words a bit. You said, let them do the research through your content. They'll research your stuff and sell themselves on you. That's the idea, right? They'll sell themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you degree, get yes. people? To a certain degree. Yes. How do you get people to go to your SAP page, uh, SAP recruiter page on Facebook? How do you get people there? Well, that's what I mean by the few hundred bucks. I pay for access. I use I use the Facebook advertising platform. Okay, yeah, but that's another question I had for you. I'm, no, no, this mm -hmm. is one of your big things. You are huge into yeah. Facebook advertising, but we yeah. know that that most people, it seems to me, don't put their job titles and their companies in the about section of their Correct. Facebook pages. Okay, so how does how do the Facebook ads reach the people your target audience? Give us tell us that. Oh. Upload the list, right? If you if you have if you have your email list of uh, of your prospects that you reach out to, uh, simply upload it, and uh, and then Facebook will match, right? It usually matches about 70 percent. It's not one for one. Is that and still allowed? So they're cutting back on stuff. I thought that was one of the features they're cutting back on. Am I wrong? 
uh, as, lo- as long as you're upfront about it, as long as you, because Facebook will ask you, is this from a customer, or is this from a partner? So yeah, as long as you are uh, clear about where you're getting this list from, you're fine, right? Um, so what that, do you tell the them? Like my and, client and other, list well, the, or my one, What do you say? No, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is a, this is a prospect list. This is and well, there's two things, right? So there's that's the first one, and secondly, uh, Facebook really cares about the customer experience. So as long as the content you put out there isn't getting isn't getting negative uh, remarks or negative uh, uh, marks from their their users, you're okay. Because that's the main thing, right? If you're if you're getting a lot of if it's seen as very spammy, then the user will, will mark it like I don't want to see this ad or whatever. And uh-huh. what happens is the Facebook will then get on use. As long as you're putting out good content that people actually engage with, like you know they read, etc. Okay, but what does your what does your okay. ad say? What does your ad say that's going to take them through to the SAP recruiter page? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's no. I don't do CTAs on my Facebook. I just push content. It's like an article. Put an article with a nice little an picture. Article. And okay. An article. And, and they have to click through. Out, yeah. They have to click through to. Oh, okay. You know, no, no, I'm no, learning no, no, no. something they, from they you. Are, are you having fun? Am I asking the right questions? Are we getting to the right stuff? Oh, Michael, I love this. No, and by the way, but they just just be clear. I just want to make sure I, I, I clarify. They don't. I'm not looking for them to click through to my site. I just want them to read it on the Facebook platform. I'm not looking to get it clicked through my site. No, 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 but then you want them to click through to your SAP recruiter page. So do they read the whole article in their news stream, or do they finish it off in your page? They read the whole article in the news feed. That's all they want. I just want them to see it. You also said in another video that you, on LinkedIn, I think you said you get the, especially you get the SAP, no, the, 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 the sales recruiter account because it lets you, uh, target people whose uh, postings you can like to flatter them, the suck-up uh, approach, which I endorse. Uh, you want to tell us about that? Uh, right after I come back from it, yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do, start doing my ads, okay? okay yeah, yeah. So we're going to switch to LinkedIn for a second. Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. You know what it is? It's phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips that help hiring managers. You you just heard from Dave. They need help, right? It helps them hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard, right? When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, not yours, it delivers a ton of info that you just can't get from a resume or a dry report from a recruiter. So if you want to get uh, a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of that sizzle with Hone at H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Hold on. It turns everything into a transcript as well, so you can search it for keywords. Good for you at Hone it. Check it out. Okay, back to Dave. Now, which LinkedIn account were you r- recommending? Uh, I've got both LinkedIn Recruiter and Sales Nav, but I personally recommend Sales Navigator. That's what I use 99% of the time. And why is that? Well, look, uh, it, I, I, don't, I don't recommend it for agencies. So if you're a corporate recruiter, LinkedIn Recruiter all day long. It's more process-oriented. Sales Navigator is more for relationship building, right? So, so one really cool feature that Sales Navigator has, and there's a lot of them, but here's the one I really like. Let's, let's say I've got, I don't know, 300 prospects in the Northeast that I want to be, you know, make sure I'm connecting with all the time, directors, VPs, et cetera. I can save them as leads, and Sales Nav has its own unique news feed, so I can see all of their stuff. I'm seeing their content, if they're mentioned in an article. Okay, okay so are these, feed, are these right? only people you are already connected to or people you want to connect to? 
You know, these are people I, I specifically save as leads. If I want to see content from people, okay, I can they're leads. Them on my regular leads feed. They're leads. It lets leads, you save exactly. the people as leads. Okay. Exactly, and account and, and companies as well. So that's that's one of many, but that's one of the many features. Hold on a second. So it have, puts yeah. their stuff, it puts their postings into your news stream. Is that what you said? It, into a separate news stream specifically on a the separate news stream. Platform. But here's a question: yep. Are the hiring managers uh, and the CEOs or whatever the the big execs are they posting on uh, on LinkedIn? I I thought they didn't have time. I thought the average person visits once every few months. So who's Something? posting there? Uh, uh, come on, who's posting on LinkedIn that you want to know? Uh, I want to make sure I connect with the people that are active on LinkedIn. So, for example, there are plenty of SAP directors that post the latest SAP news blogs that are at really? the SAP conference. That are yeah, oh yeah, tons. So, so no, not all of them for sure, but I want to make sure the ones that are that I'm connecting, and I'm also making sure that let's say that if I happen to see I don't know a, a lead that's been mentioned in an article, that's a great trigger event where I can go and, and maybe reach out, call, email, LinkedIn message, and try to and try to work that into a conversation that can get me into a meeting. So as a sales tool, I don't want to just call and just say, hey, I'm a great recruiter. Can I work on your positions? I want to use their own material, their own content just as trigger events. So I So you're doing more than just liking you're doing more you're doing more than just liking their postings. You're Talking to them, or see, but you you say, you know what? I'd like ever, anybody anybody who wants to talk. I'll, I'll give you a second, Michael G. Cox or anybody else. I know he, this, he's saying stuff. You might want to ask questions, but you say uh, in, in your long video, you say, look, nobody's going to want to talk to you. Okay, there's there's a ton of people asking to talk to them, talk to to them. They they don't have time. They've got to have a reason to talk to you. In fact, you don't. You, they they have to approach you. That's what you said a minute ago through your content. They read your content. They come to you. Now you're saying you go to them just like everybody else does. Am I misunderstanding something? No, it's, it's not. It's not an either or situation. Which I can't wait. And and people always think it's well. It's either inbound. Like I hate trainers talking about. Hey, no more cold calls inbound leads. It's it's not an either or, right? It's farming and hunting. I'm, I'm farming, putting out content. I'm also hunting, going out and doing direct outreach. But what I do want, I do want to avoid is an SAP director getting my voicemail along with five other recruiters that day, all saying the exact same shit. Because then, you know, I'm I'm lumped in with them. I want them to. You know, shit's name, not a shit is content. a bad. Shit, I'll just tell you, shit's a bad word. Okay, you, you said you appreciate that some people are different <laughs> than you. Shit is an animal bad word. So so at the end of the day, okay. Does anybody else have a question? Like I got some questions for him. Does anybody have a question? Anybody want to ask him about this? Because. Anybody? There's people on the line. No, it's okay. Well, then I'll keep asking the questions. You said, oh, I'm not against reaching out. Here's what your client said, and you were bragging about this in your video. You're, you're one of your clients, one of your recruiter clients who you're training. Okay? He says, I used to pound the phones and leg hump them. I never heard that before, I don't think. He used to leg hump what the the prospects I guess recently. yeah he said yeah, I dialed yeah. them into submission okay now you were giving uh-huh. that as an example of something bad and now I hear yeah. you're reading these guys if they've got a posting and you're calling them to suck up to them uh, isn't that leg humping well what are you doing there 
I'm you're too much. See, 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 you're 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 conflating one with the other, right? If I get into somebody in a conversation about their, or even just pains they have, or issues about recruiting or leadership, et cetera, it's a lot different than calling and leaving a voicemail. Hey, this is David Patterson with the Kinetic Group. I like to we have to work together, but let's have a few minutes and see if it might make sense to work together. A standard recruiting message. That's kind of lay company. They get a bunch of those per day. So I want to come up with something different, something that's a little more. Uh, conducive to them that's more about them and their needs right so give us an example because you know what anybody who approaches me and tells me what my pains are i got a good comeback for you on this too but anybody who approaches Mm -hmm. tells me what my pains are i think they're just sucking up to me or or something like that give me an example where it's good you've done that that you think is meaningful for the other end or that you know was definitely meaningful for them go ahead Okay, now, so for example, so, so let's say I reach out to somebody on LinkedIn. I'm going to actually ask them in my LinkedIn message, hey, I'm, I'm working with some other directors in the Philadelphia area, and we're researching what some of the pains that they're experiencing with mishires. Here's what we're looking at. Here's what I'm hearing. Pain one, pain two, I'll listen, pains out. Do you experience these? And these keeping you up at night? Now, here's the thing. Everybody's going to respond to it. Some people are going to be like you and say, well, screw that. I don't give a shit. But some – shite, excuse me. But some people will, right? Some people are experiencing those pains. Some people don't mind getting in that conversation. That's why I want. I want to get those folks involved in a conversation and get them on a sales call. I don't want to blindly call every director in uh, you know, fill-in-the-blank city in the hopes that somebody somewhere will call me back for the job order, right? Um, so that's what I mean by that, right? That's what I mean the, okay. between lay comping. First, and are you em- are you in emailing them when you see when you see them post on LinkedIn? Are you emailing them or are you emailing them or are you phoning them? Uh, I don't email, but I'll LinkedIn message, I'll phone, uh, email. But I typically won't phone first. I'll, I'll message first. I don't like to phone right off the bat. I think it's rude. Uh, you you think it's rude to phone someone at work? No, no, not at all. I'll recruit and I'll, I'll phone people to work. But what I mean by that is they get a lot of – I shouldn't say rude. Uh, they get a lot of calls from recruiters that they delete in the first five seconds, right? So I want yeah. to either do something different or, if nothing else, set up my phone call. Hey, I'm calling tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. If there's a better time, let me know, right? So I at least want to set it up and make it a little bit warm so they're not deleting uh-huh. me the first thing they hear when they hear you know, recruiter, right? But that's what I that's what I mean. I don't want to just blindly call. Okay. Okay. Uh so let me just see. Uh, uh to, to 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 educate clients about contingent recruiting. If somebody says so so what do, when do you get the opportunity to educate them? In a meeting? Uh, through my content. I want my content to do as much heavy lifting as possible. Sometimes it's not possible, but I want them to have seen – I don't want to talk to strangers. So I want uh-huh. uh, as many people in my industry to have seen my content. Um, in fact, when I get recruiters that you know, come in on a sales call with me, oftentimes I've never talked to them, but they feel an intimate connection with me because they've read all my stuff. And Yeah, yeah someone videos. who likes your stuff will feel intimately connected with you. That's yeah, no, true. Isn't it, isn't it weird? Uh, so you know, here's a good example. So one of my biggest clients now – uh, I've got uh, multiple positions with them. Uh, back in November, the CTO, um, this is kind of a one-off example, but uh, uh, reached out to me on LinkedIn. He went down the rabbit hole one Sunday morning with some videos, and we ended up talking over a couple of months. He hooked me up with his SAP head in North America, and then ended up becoming a client. Now, that's an, that's an anecdote, obviously, but it's an example of, of somebody just being in the web of content, and it resonated with them, with that particular person, and that led to being the main client. Not every, not, not every client comes around like that, but that's an example right, of, of content doing that 
heavy lifting. Okay. I got to go to a, an ad. I said I was going to do the ads in the sure. first part of the show. Okay, everybody. You know what? I'm going to talk about a guy uh, I think is probably a competitor to uh, David Stephen, David Stefan Patterson, Jeremy Sizemore. He also uh, recruits SAP, but he uh, yeah, like also Jeremy. uses, well, you know, a PC recruiter. He says, here's what he says. I've been on, and he said it on Facebook. I've been on PC Recruiter for over 15 years. And you want to know why? Because there's no reason to change. They're constantly improving the product. They've got great customer service. It's well-priced and has all the functionality I want. I love the mobile app. I use it all the time. I like the ease with which I can import a LinkedIn profile or a Zoom Info profile. By clicking the import button, I hear the Zoom, Zoom Info just uh, doubled their prices, so maybe he won't be using it much longer. I don't know. He's successful enough, too. Anyway, he says, in PC Recruiter, you can customize reports however you like for team meetings. PC Recruiter is a staple in our industry. Half of the pinnacle society, those are the top recruiters, uh, is running PC Recruiter. Okay? So you check it out, too. At PCRecruiter.net, they've got lots of two-minute videos on YouTube telling you all about the different features. Okay, Dave, uh, uh, what haven't I asked you? Jeremy's great, it's, by the way. And, and okay. then also, just real quick, I, I'm also on PCR. Great system. I've been on PCR not quite as long as Jeremy, but for a long time, over a decade. Really? What? So, let me ask you. Since, since you, you know, you're, you're, you're here. Why, why yeah. do you like it? I mean, what, what is it about it that you like? Well, to be honest with you, I can't I can't say that I've I can compare it to other systems because I've been on, on PCR for years and years. But I like the interface; it's it's fairly user friendly. They've been always very um, the customers they've always been very good to me as far as customer service and support. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I like it. Okay, so you encourage agency recruiters to go solo. Uh, I read this on uh, the Twitter account you don't use uh, for recruiters who are afraid mm-hmm. to go solo. Uh, you don't start a business knowing how to start a business. You learn how to start a business by starting a business. Uh, yes. So am I right about that? You want people to, who are working for other agent, for agencies to go out on their own, be bold. Is that what you're telling them to do? Not necessarily if they want to, but I don't want someone to think about it for 10 years, always planning and getting ready and, and falling, falling victim to perfectionism, but never actually make us a jump. Making the jump is one of the hardest things in the world to do, and you have to just do it. Uh, and I've got, I, I talk about that from my personal experience and how I went solo. But not everybody should go solo. It's a, it's a personal thing, but I think people are afraid to. Right? They want What's to the biggest deal? What, what, what are they afraid of, and how, do, and how does it really turn out for them if they give it a shot? Well, look, you know, if you go solo and you make a placement for 90 days, uh, then you may have to go find a job, right? If you go work for an agency and you don't make a placement for 90 days, you're going to go out to find a new job. It's, the, the risk isn't, that, isn't as bad as people think it is. I mean, people think they need to be part of the, a big brand name or, or whatnot uh, to get business or to survive or to go solo, right? So I think people tend to either prepare too much or they're too afraid or they're too afraid to just pull the trigger. But there's nothing more motivating than a gun to the head, in my opinion. Make, make, I mean, again, get your ducks in a row, sure, but bank the jump, Right, uh, and in, in my opinion, done is better than perfect. And I don't want people to wait behind perfectionism and never, 
achieve the dreams. Never go after. Okay, let, let's what say they here. Want I want to give you a scenario. I want to give you a real scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're, you've been working in a, an agency for five years. So you you, you, yeah. you you know what you're doing to some extent. Maybe you were a sluggard during some of that time, and you really should have been improving. But you're frustrated, and you say, "I want to go on my own." Okay, but you can't go. Uh, uh, you can't do what you were doing before. You can't. You can't go into the same business that your boss is. Either you've signed an agreement or you don't feel comfortable doing that. So so let's say I want to become an SAP recruiter tomorrow or in some other niche. How do you do that? I mean, so you don't really know. You know about recruiting, but you don't know that another niche. Can you, can you just do it? How would you do that? Well, um, instead of going and spending hours and hours researching, and yes, researching is important, but one of the best things to do to research, well, two things, right? I want you to go talk to candidates. So set up career calls with candidates and talk to as many as possible and go do an exhaustive competitive analysis. All, your, all the competitors in the industry find their together email lists, watch their videos, do the content, and so you start getting a real understanding of the competitors and the candidates as well as potential clients, and that's, it's how, that's how you're going to learn if it's even a viable industry or not, and if, they're real, if there's a gap between what your competitors offer and what fake candidates or clients okay, want. Okay, so if you're, 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 calling up, you're calling up people you see online, on LinkedIn, let's say, in the business, the target business or the target profession, you don't know anything about that business yourself. Uh, <laughs> are you going to sound like a dummy? Why, why will they talk to you? What questions do you ask them? And I have to, I have to it, you know what? We're having so much fun. I'm having fun. It's already three-quarters of the way through the show. So if I, I broke my promise to, uh, to, to get all the ads done in the first half hour. Anyway, so I'm going to do an ad for Hire Tool. Hire tool. I hate to keep bringing Amy into it, but Amy is uh, everybody likes her, right? Everybody knows she's a good recruiter. The biggest companies in the world hire her. She's famous, and she likes to talk about Hire Tool. It's her favorite sourcing tool. Hire Tool, hands down, she says. I recruit engineering managers in big tech. I've done side by side comparisons between Hire Tool, AI sorts, AI sourcing function. And another brand name tool, a big brand name tool. There was no contest. Hire Tool provided relevant results with full contact info. I was very, very happy. I'll discuss it with anybody who wants to. Hire Tool is for Amy, H I R E T U A L. Amy's got a, a webinar as soon as the show ends. Uh, I can't. Uh, I don't know the URL, so I can't send you there. But but uh, you could surely find it on one of the Facebook groups if you're interested. Okay, Dave, uh, what questions? How are you approaching uh, you know uh, somebody in a business that you've never worked in before that you want to work in? Well, be honest, right? Just just message them or, or reach out to them and say that you're pivoting. You're high level head hunter recruiter, whatever, pivoting into blank industry, and you want to get a few minutes of their time to get their expert opinion. You look at their profile, they look like they're an expert in the industry. You want to get their expert opinion or some info about the industry, right? And what's going to happen, and obviously maybe offer something in return, offer some career advice or offer something in return, but you know, not many people may take you up on it, but some people will. Some people like to talk, some people like to brag, some people like to feel like an expert, but look, at the end of the day, I don't want people to lie, but at the same time, I don't want that to be an excuse not to reach out and get stuck in a research mode. Get out there and go belly to belly and start talking to people. You're a damn recruiter, right? So go out and just be honest about it. And you will. How many calls should they make a day? Or let's say let's say they're in that position. How many twenty calls a day? Is that fair? Because you want to have discussions with all those people. Or how many how many targeted conversations should you have as opposed to calls? 
I don't know, as many as you can get. There's no, I, I don't want to put a number on it. Get as many as you can, okay. right? I mean, if you okay. right, message 100 a day, 200 a day, you know, whatever it is to get, uh, to make sure that your calendar fills up with uh, with appointments. There's no magic number. Okay. Just get out there and start making connections. That's that's the biggest thing, right? Okay, Talk one of your people. one of your students. Did I say this already? Uh, yeah, the same guy who said he used to pound the phones. Maybe it's a different one. He said that he was approached by a company who liked his content, and they wanted to give him a contingent search. And he said, no, and uh, I'm not taking a contingent search. And then after a while, they came back to him because the, their contingent recruiters weren't producing. So if you're uh, new in the business, like, and if you've made this pivot, like you just said, uh, and somebody yeah. you're talking to says, you know what, I like you on the phone. I'd like to give you a search. It's contingent. Should you take it when you're new? Should you take it or should you say, no, I only work recruiting? And I'm going to explain why, why I have a special service. What should you do? Sure, take it. I mean, look, you have to crawl before you walk, right? Or walk before you run. Okay, you know, just I, so it's good yeah, to know. It's good yeah, yeah, to know yeah, yeah. because I say, you, I, I you, take you said before. to this day. I still take contingent to this day. You know, I'm just oh, I wouldn't have known. Necessarily. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Wouldn't have known. But well, I don't. So you, always, you always lead with your with your top offer. But here, but here's the thing. When so when I say like have an offer, right? Again. Uh, the offer is separate from the manner in which your paid retainer engagement exclusive, whatever it is, right? Get people in on the service, get testimonials on it, get a track record, and look, if you have to pay a dollar down to get exclusive, get to, whatever it is, get people in on it, and then as you get testimonials and track record, then now you can start charging more or charge a retainer or whatever, but I don't it, – it's, it's hard to get a track record on a retainer. You've never done it. Get a track record on your offer first. That's the main thing. And what you charge is what you charge, right? Uh, so again, crawl before you walk. So get whatever you have to do, right? And and then and then work your way up from there. Just make sure you're not taking crappy job orders. That's the main thing. Okay. okay. So you have to go. We got uh, eight minutes left, uh, something like that, yeah. or five minutes, let's say. I don't want to. It's five minutes. So what about guarantees? You said guarantees vary from contingent to retained recruiters, and you see your guarantee as one of your strong selling points. What kind of guarantee do you offer? Uh, for my engaged retained clients, I do a one-year replacement, uh, and it's and, and there, there's a couple qualifiers in there: six months any reason and 12 months for cause. That's kind of the fine print. But yeah, one year. So what does that but mean? Not for if, uh, if, okay, so what do you what do you get for a contingent search? No guarantee at all. Like 30 days, 90 days, depends on what I negotiate. Oh really? Okay, and for for this yeah. no reason, uh, what, what would happen? Someone will call you up and say, Dave, uh, so and so has left. And you'll just say, okay, well, what do you want, the exact same person, or is something wrong? Let's well, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's, so let's, find, out and, what, let's and, find out what we're wrong and, and, and avoid that again. But, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, if, it's seven, instead months of, instead of if seven months have gone by, again. what do you say to them? Like, is this for cause? Like, what do you say? Well, so yeah, let's find out the reason why. You know, why was this, if this person left, well, that's, you know, that's, that's beyond the guarantee. But let's say if it's for cause – uh, it was for uh, uh, performance, things of that nature. Sure, I'll go ahead and and honor the uh, the guarantee. If it was two weeks past, wait a second. If it was two weeks past oh, the sure. six months, and mm-hmm. they said, Dave, I, I want. Come on, give give me a break. I want you to uh, replace it. Don't let's not go into the reasons why. What would you say? Well, if they're a good client, I'm not going to be a weenie about it. <laughs> sure, you know, okay. I'm not a I'm not a stickler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, if they're a good client, look, at the end of the day, if they're, if they're one of client, you know, they'll have to make, make a judgment call. If they're a good client, sure, but at the same time, I don't want to be taking advantage of them. So, you know, but, uh-huh. but yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Uh, anybody want a, quest, a final question for, for Dave? Anybody? 
No, you know what? I wanted to get to this. Maybe come back another time. I wanted to get to this uh, you, question. Okay, because uh, I you posted on Twitter uh, a link to an article that's called "Why Bossing Your Customers Might Boost, boost Your Business." <laughs> And it yeah. starts out, the guy says, if you're a true expert, you don't have to ask prospects about their goals. You, know, you don't have to do these calls where you find out about them. You know already what they, their pains are. You know what they need. So you just tell them what they need and then tell them you're the best person in the world to give it to them. So you said, this was your comment, prospects mm-hmm. want certainty. And many need to be challenged. Don't be afraid to push back when necessary. You win more sales in the long run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, and to clarify, okay, that was my comment on the entire article, that one little line that you picked out from the article. I don't agree with not asking about their goals, okay? I just meant in general that article, right, it's, it's good to be challenging and it's good to push back on clients and candidates uh-huh. for that matter, right? Okay. But, yeah, you can't cherry pick so, a line and say, okay, I, that was my statement because that wasn't my statement. That was the key yeah. line. That, that was the key thing. I can yeah. do that. But first I want to know, so you sure. you train recruiters. So we didn't do your ad there or anything like that. You, you didn't ask for it. But uh, So you train oh, recruiters. On. If somebody wants to ask you about and, – and, you you know, if someone has one of what you call your strategy calls, you don't pressure them, right? Yeah. You, you talk to them and – Anyway, if someone wants to talk to you about getting advice from you for their recruiting uh, company or themselves as an individual recruiter, uh, who, where should they go? Uh, just go to uh, my my Facebook page, davidsevenpatterson.com. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, uh, my, my website, davidsevenpatterson.com, or you can go to uh-huh. my Facebook page of the same name, David Seven Patterson, and you can find it. I've got tons of ads. You can, or even heck, download the Lighthouse Method. That's probably one of the best. Okay, ways you've got a, a like a seventy-page uh, PDF or something like that that explains your your philosophy. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I've got a forty-five-page uh, one for recruiters. I've got a one hundred-pager for my prospects for for uh, for my SAP clients. Right. So okay. two different two different so PDFs. There's PDFs. nothing there's nothing easier, Steve, to remember than David Stephen Patterson dot com. David Stephen dot com. He's got a Facebook group okay. that everybody uh everybody likes. That's why they suggested that I, I didn't I never I never heard of you, but other people have. And uh they they demanded Hashtag that you were a guest of the show. <laughs> so uh I've enjoyed having you and, and her, I hope you come boy. back again. That's great. Actually, okay. uh, Michael I would love to. Great time. Okay, and you've got to tell you something. On this show, I'm the recruiting animal, okay? And don't forget it, thank you! But the show itself, I just same old thing. I, as a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in oh, my Jerry. learning phase of my career. Oh, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> All 
Are you familiar with the after show and its format and the goal of said show, Cliff? No. What we do is uh, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, you need to rate the guest and then the host. Okay. And and you can you can pick a score for any reason you want. Some people might disagree with you, uh, challenge your score, but in general, uh, whatever you want to score, whole numbers only, please. Okay. Hey Jerry, can you hear me? Oh, my